Terrence Sidley, president of Headley & Company, Communications and Research for Energy. Today, we're going to discuss the importance of preserving, yes, expanding the nation's space-load coal-fired power generation fleet. I know that runs counter to the conventional wisdom of today, a wisdom or what passes for it that treats our nation's primary energy resources as an enemy to be destroyed. But the reality is that renewable energy remains little more than a fantasy. It simply cannot be relied on to meet our needs, and the pursuit of a green grid has endangered lives, pushed basic energy prices beyond the capacity of many to afford them, and threatens our nation's economy at its core. On December 23rd of last year, with temperatures hovering in the single digits and wind chills well below zero, at the very moment when dependable electricity was a matter of life and death, Kentucky's major electric utilities, LG&E and Kentucky Utilities, and the Tennessee Valley Authority issued warnings for rolling blackouts and power outages across the state. This call came less than two weeks after LG&E announced the closure of the E.W. Brown and the Mill Creek stations a decision that will remove another 2,000 megawatts of dependable, affordable coal-fired baseload capacity from the grid. The decision comes after LG&E had already shut down eight of their coal-fired electric generation units over the past 10 years, and TVA has retired six coal plants since 2012, reducing the amount of energy produced by coal to the Kentucky grid to about 14%. The utility says it could retire its entire coal fleet by 2035, pending necessary approvals. But it's important to consider that the closure of the two LG&E plants alone is the equivalent of shutting out the lights of every home in Kentucky. These closures come after decades of pressure from the climate activists and money center banks, such as BlackRock, these blackout announcements from TVA and LG&E should be a warning that the closure of dependable coal-fired capacity has been a huge mistake, and any further cuts will put lives at risk. It should be a call to our governor, our legislators, and our state utility regulators to take the steps needed to defend our remaining baseload capacity. Electricity is vital to a modern economy, but more and more often, our country is seeing electricity shortages, blackouts, brownouts, and forced reduction of use. At the very time they're needed the most, this simply doesn't have to happen. It was planned, and it is an intentional part of the lift's war on coal. In 2008, coal provided more than 50% of the nation's electricity. At that time, electricity was affordable, reliable, and abundant. Between 2009 and today, almost 300 coal-fired power plants, or 40% of the nation's coal-fired generation fleet, have been closed and another 27,000 megawatts of coal-fired generation in 24 states is expected to retire in the next two years with more to follow. Utilities have announced plans to retire some 93 megawatts of coal-fired capacity, almost half the existing coal fleet by the end of this decade. Green energy advocates and their friends in the Obama and Biden administrations claim these retirements will increase reliability and lower cost, but the reality is a much different story. Reliability has steadily declined and is reaching a point of a critical point, in, as is shown by the recent warnings of outages and potential grid collapse across the country. 
and electric bills have steadily increased, a fact that is unmistakable to the millions struggling to afford the spiraling costs. The promises of cheap, dependable electricity have turned into a nightmare. Recently, the North American Electric Reliability Corporation, or NERC, issued a clear warning against further coal capacity retirements. The North American bulk power system has seen a great deal of change and more is underway. Managing this pace of change presents the greatest challenge to reliability. Energy risks emerge when variable energy resources like wind and solar are not supported by flexible resources that include sufficient dispatchable fuel-assured and weatherized generation, the NERC officials said in their report. We would argue that the NERC's that NERC's statement actually understates the problem, one that is even more fundamental. Wind and solar energy will and can and must play a role in the future, but they simply cannot replace traditional energy sources in a reliable and efficient manner. Yet utilities have been pushed to relegate remaining fossil fuel generation, particularly coal, to the role of reserve capacity a role for which they are not suited. Coal and other fossil fuels, as well as nuclear and hydropower, are an always-on reliable source of energy that should not be relegated to peaking power or reserve generation. Coal and other traditional fuels should be the first dispatched source, as they are much more efficient when operated as such. Wind and solar can provide a control percentage of the overall need, but they can't be relied on to, in critical need situations such as that we, which we saw on December 23rd. This has been shown time and time again, both here in the United States and around the world. When coal plants are operated as reserve generation, they tend to reduce their stockpiles of coal, which in turn affects the ability of mines to provide sufficient resources in an on-demand manner. Coal needs to be provided in the form of long-term contracts so that production can be optimized and miners given reliable employment. The same is largely true of oil and gas plants. The result of all this is an electric grid pushed to the point of collapse. And this is something that cannot be allowed to continue. We thank you for joining us this evening. Look forward to talking with you again.